0: Welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is David, and as always I am joined by the celebratory Matt.
1: Merry Christmas, David!
0: <laughs> uh yes, indeed. We, we're assuming this is gonna go out around Christmas. Time. Who knows?
1: Is it New Year's Day? Is it Christmas Eve? We haven't decided yet. It's we're the middle recording... of October.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've just we've just wrapped our uh uh, review of demons of the Punjab and we had a little bit of time to spare we're like shall we shall we just bank dimensions in time now we out the way we don't even know um, if we've
1: hit the fundraising goal but you may as well have it yeah, yeah. I've watched um, it I, we might as well talk about it
0: well, I I'm sure we will have how, how's we your Christmas break been I've no idea Matt I'm going to say I'm gonna just assume it's been lovely yeah yeah how about you?
1: I don't know. What if something horrible happens to me in the time in between and you have to play this at the oh. funeral? My, la- <laughs> my, last word, my last words of Dimensions in Time. Oh, God.
0: I was going to say, I mean, we've just, done, as I said, we've just done Demons of the Punjab. Talk about going from the sublime to the ridiculous
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, But... Yeah, so n- none of the usual preamble. We're just going to get stuck into it, right? Yeah. Dimensions in Time, the 1993 Children in Need special. Yeah. A two-part extravaganza. Oh, yes. Um, I needed to check, actually, Matt, because I didn't give you a link for this. Did you watch the version that included the uh, Noel Edmonds linking material?
1: Oh, did I ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I think we've got to start there. Well, do you have any strong memories?
1: We have to start there, David. Because yeah. it's the best bit.
0: Yeah. So before we go into this, what you know, what what was your family a Knowles house party family? Do you have any strong recollections the, of uh... the,
1: the entirety of Britain was a Knowles house party family in 1993? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I was, I watched this and I was like, even back then, how did no one notice that Noel Edmonds is just a bit weird? <laughs> <laughs> like if you're listening to this abroad, you probably don't know who Noel Edmonds is, and he's basically like your happy, friendly, warm TV host. He yeah. did Deal or No Deal in Britain, but he used to host a program called Noel's House Party, where it was like a light entertainment show, but the whole premise was it was in his like stately manner. Mm-hmm. in a town in- called Crinkly Bottom.
0: What a funny idea that but, is! But, but at, at the time, that's...
1: everyone thought that was f***ing brilliant. Like crinkly yeah. bottom, like a bum. <laughs> uh, it's basically it's a
0: kids' show, but it wasn't for kids. Yeah, it, if, I mean that—that's the best way I can describe the tone of Noel's House Party. Like, if you've ever um,
1: seen Mr. Blobby, uh, it originated in Noel's House Party. If you haven't seen mm-hmm. Mr. Blobby, just Google it. You, yeah. Thank me for the
0: nightmares later. Um, well, uh, one thing I was going to mention was in, in so 1993, children in need. You'll, you'll note that there was talk of three, using 3D glasses, and there's parts of this episode that uh, that were designed to be viewed with 3D glasses on. Um, th- this was the same campaign that also featured the uh, the debut of uh, the Mister Blobby. Uh, single that would go on to be Christmas number one that year. Yeah, and again, that was premiered in 3D. Um, I uh, so I, I'm just going to let you know, Matt. I you may not have has strong memories of this. I was so ready for 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 this weekend of television because of all of the the training of the 3D. That. Nope. Uh, element of it.
1: Here's a question. Yeah. Has 3D ever been good? No. No? No, it has not. Like, uh, the best use of 3D I can ever remember was, as a child, I used to collect a magazine called Dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. It it was about dinosaurs. And uh, every week it had, like, a centrefold 3D poster. Oh. And that was the best use. But, like... I think I saw Avatar in three D, and that was rubbish. Mm. And a big problem is I wear glasses, so I had to have like funny little clip-on three D glasses,
0: <laughs>
1: or I could take my actual glasses off and wear the three D ones that distort your vision. But I'm already mm. visually impaired, so it just... yeah.
0: Well, it's even worse for me because I I I have uh, keratoconus, which is a uh, which is a condition that's meant oh, over time. Uh, my corneas have become misshapen, and it's not—it's not, it's not uh, something that could be corrected with glasses. So, it's actually gotten to the point with my with my right eye that I basically, you know, halfway to being blind in that eye. If I close my left eye, I—I uh, you know—the world becomes just an impressionist painting of smudges and blobs. Um, so, th- when. 3D films came back, um, you know, off, off the back, back of Avatar. Uh, I tried going to a couple, but the, the 3D element just doesn't work for me. So basically, I was paying more money to watch films um, it, even more blurrily than normal and also a bit darker than usual <laughs> because I was happy to, you know, view them through those glasses. So, um, yeah, not... It's never been great, but no, I distinctly remember because they. Either you had to buy the glasses separately or they maybe gave them away in like TV listings, magazines, things like (laughs) that. Um, I I just remember being beside myself with excitement for the concept of 3D television over the course of this weekend. And I basically wanted to watch all of it. And this was no exception. Now, so basically, Dimensions in Time is one of my earliest sense memories of Doctor Who. I absolutely one hundred percent definitely watched this when it was See, first broadcast. I,
1: I almost certainly watched it and probably just had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Earlier today I, mean, I watched this and had no idea what was going
0: on. <laughs> it's awful, isn't it? Because it, it just I, I,
1: I can't remember <laughs> I I've almost certainly in the past deemed something the worst Doctor Who media that yeah. we've ever watched this is easily the most inaccessible it's just people running round <laughs> shouting and then it's like oh look it's EastEnders. and then they just run round shouting like <laughs> absolute waste of my time this it's
0: com- it's completely impenetrable uh, even uh, it, it it begs the question like who was this for
1: imagine if you were a little kid right yeah and your earliest, so you were around when Doctor Who got cancelled. So yes. you're waiting for McCoy and Ace, right? Yeah. McCoy and Ace appear. You're like, this is it. We're back. Do-
0: yeah, Doctor Who's back. It's been, it's been four years. It's been tough, but we got
1: through it. And then here all, we go. Then all of a su- sudden, like Colin Baker's back, and you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and all of a sudden, like Ace is an old woman, and. <laughs> You know, it just doesn't make any sense because they're supposed to be in 1973, but it looks identical to 1993 and like all of a sudden it's the future and it looks exactly the same. Uh, yeah. David, I, I hate this. <laughs> right. that's that, No, yeah. none of this good episode, bad episode. Right. Yeah. Just a statement of hatred. I hate it.
0: Du- duly noted, duly noted. Um, I'll be honest. On this time around, I found it oddly charming in its sheer ineptitude.
1: It, it, like whoever's responsible f- for this. Oh, my mum and dad, their television <laughs> license money back.
0: <laughs> retrospectively, retrospectively for all the intervening years.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say they owe us the cost of this, but it looked like it cost about £4.50.
0: Yes, and, and and to be fair to the cast and crew, they all donated their time. Uh, nobody, nobody was changing hands. It was all done for children in need. And as a result of that, it has never had an official release, not even as a DVD extra, because it was written into the contract that it cannot be, like, sold for profit. Um...
1: They should all be ashamed of themselves.
0: Yeah. uh, uh, They they, they were trying to do a nice thing. It's ultimately... I feel like it's hard to be too cynical about it, but for that reason, everyone was trying to do a nice thing. Um, But but
1: imagine I was trying to do something nice. I said, David, I've cooked you dinner. (laughs) And when I serve it, it's two of the blackest slices of toast you've ever seen. Like, it's literally (laughs) just carbon. (laughs) Like...
0: You know, yeah. it's okay. a disgrace. It's, the The end result is not good. It, it's And it's coming at the apex, I feel like, of Doctor Who being a bit of a national joke. You yeah. Know, it, it, it's been off the air for a few years. People are just kind of, they've got their memories of it. And the overwhelming thing is like, oh yeah, Doctor Who, that was a bit naff, wasn't it? You yeah. know,
1: like when when it started, right? We'll we'll, we'll start the proper review. Well, well yeah. Minute, let's
0: get into it. Right? Let's do Cause it because this
1: was meant to be a short twenty-minute <laughs> thing. We've already done ten. When <laughs> when Noel Edmonds appeared, a bit like when we watched the Twin Dilemma, I had like nostalgia for that period of time, like television, that look of uh, British television. It,
0: it takes you straight back there, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and like.
0: With his all, appalling shirt and everything. All
1: that hope just got shot to bits. Right. So <laughs> Noel Edmonds is watch, reading some smut. He's got his 3D yeah. glasses on and he's looking at is it Cindy Crawford pictures.
0: Something like that, yeah. yeah.
1: And basically he says, oh, I can't really see. It's the implication, that old joke that masturbation makes you go blind.
0: Oh, absolutely, that is that is it. That's right. what, what they've done there.
1: Yeah, don't think I didn't think that when you were talking about your visual impairments, David. <sighs> um, <Yes. laughs> so he says, I need to go to the doctor. There's a knock on the door, and it's Pertwee. Straight away, yeah. I'm, I'm in, David. You know I like Pertwee. I, yeah. I wasn't expecting him. I thought it was going to be McCoy. Okay? Yeah. But. And you know what? Pertwee
0: f***ing owns it.
1: i tell you what. Pertwee he's aged like a fine wine. He's better looking here than he was in Doctor Who. He's an absolute alpha stud. The way he's like leaning yeah. against his, the door in his dark blue bloody velvet suit. I was just like, yeah. "Oh, I'm all in on Pertwee."
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's right. he is he's magnificent there. He
1: makes a little joke about Noel still being on TV in 2010. Jokes on you, yeah. so Pertwee, because he was. If anything, he <laughs> was bigger than ever. He was doing deal or no deal.
0: Yeah, he was kind of at the height of his powers there.
1: And then he says, oh, I've heard you were fat, but I thought that was your waistline. Noel Edmonds, not a fat man. That joke doesn't count.
0: Yeah, doesn't quite land.
1: Right. Then they start watching this. It's in 3D. And, I mean, this might not apply to the listeners, but it's only a yeah. week since we did it. You know, when we did the Saranga conundrum and I said that was the fewest notes I've ever written?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I wrote more notes about dimensions in time.
0: Really? Yeah. <laughs> ah, amazing. Right.
1: Right. So,
0: first first up, can we acknowledge the extremely 90s dance remix of the Doctor Who thing? Yeah,
1: it sounds like the Big Brother theme tune. It, like yeah. proper drum and bass.
0: Mm-hmm. And they've, they've not massively updated the the title sequence from, from the McCoy one, uh, but obviously they've rendered it so that it could be uh, enjoyed with a few 3D asteroids popping out of the screen at you. Yeah. Which is exciting.
1: Right. So, the Rani, who is someone yes. I've heard of but never seen.
0: Yes. So, for, for, I, I'm kind of sad that this is your introduction to the Rani, but... Uh, We'll just have to accept it. Uh, Played by Kate Amara. Renegade Time Lord. She differs from the Master in that she's not out to cause chaos. And she's not evil. She's just a scientist, basically, is her deal. She's just doing experiments and she doesn't care about the consequences.
1: Right. So she's gathering up samples for like a collection. And she says she's about to receive a guest. And it's Tom Baker who has made no effort to look like his incarnation of the Doctor. (laughs) He's just put a a hat and a big cardigan on. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Mayday, Mayday, all my other incarnations. She's already got the first and the second. I'm guessing that's because they're dead and they couldn't fulfil their obligation Mm -hmm. to take part. But I did yeah. like the horrendous CGI trout and head flying round,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the one this of
1: Hartnell is... that looks like bloody Benjamin Franklin.
0: And this is that is the moment that I that I that is most distinctly embellished on my mind. And actually, because I've not watched this in the intervening years, in my head it was all of the incarnations spinning around the the Rani's Tardis console. But actually, it's just those two. Mm. Um, again, that was like done in three D, so like it it looked like they were coming out of the screen. Um, it's what they would have wanted, right? Yo, it's how, oh yes,
1: it's I mean, Hartnell and Charlton would have wanted their, to be remembered. Their legacy is solidified here. <laughs> Doesn't she like go, oh, I've got the grumpy one and the one that plays the flute? <laughs> I think so, right. something like that. Right. So she has a Cyberman, she has a Time Lord, just needs a human. Okay, so she intercepts yeah. the Doctor in his TARDIS. It's the seventh Doctor and Ace, who were aiming for China... Land in London in nineteen seventy three. Yes. Okay. Ace gets zapped to Albert Square with the sixth doctor.
0: Yes. Now I'll be honest, this is where it really starts to lose me. Because
1: if if, I'm not if they interact with the characters as part of the story, it would work. But they just walk past and like Frank Butcher's there at making a joke. Like It's like they've cut different frames from two different (laughs) programmes. And it just doesn't work.
0: Yeah, I, I, I read something when I was doing a little bit of reading up on this, that it was a bit of a BBC intervention. They wanted it to be a crossover with EastEnders, but I don't know that anyone from the EastEnders writing staff was involved. So it was probably just... You know the couple of Doctor Who nerds writing this, not really knowing or caring at all about EastEnders. Yeah, just uh, I mean the whole thing from this point on is essentially a joyless box-ticking exercise to get as as many uh, as many living members of Doctor Who's cast on screen as possible in the space of about fifteen minutes.
1: So I've put, now the Doctor is the sixth Doctor. They talk to the EastEnders cast and turn into the third Doctor and someone I don't recognise. I did recognise the character of Pauline Fowler from EastEnders. Excellent. And I believe the other lady's called Kathy. Now it's 2013. It's the sixth Doctor, but with Susan. She shouts for Ian and Barbara. Now it's Sarah Jane meeting the third Doctor. They say they need to get back to the TARDIS. Now, it's the fourth Doctor with Perry, and someone I don't recognise. They run away from the Cybermen and into Pat Butcher.
0: I believe it's Nyssa uh, that you didn't recognise. We've not seen any episodes with Nyssa yet. That's something that needs to be addressed. I really like Nyssa.
1: Right. There's aliens everywhere. It's all the Rani specimens. She threatens the fourth Doctor. Yeah. Now... We cut back to the third Doctor and Noel, who say we can influence the outcome. <laughs> okay? Yes. You can vote. Do you want Mandy to help the Doctor or do you want Big Ron to help the Doctor?
0: Now, I, I, really showing my Enders ignorance here, I assumed that they were like... I don't know, participants from a, from a Knoll's house party competition or something. I didn't realise they were actual characters from uh, EastEnders. Right, well you couldn't fool me because
1: I don't have a clue. Now, yeah. David, we're approaching the 20 minute mark, so I think are we going to wrap up here and we'll reveal the winner of that poll next episode?
0: Uh, well, we can do if you like. Nah, uh, I was you...
1: joking. We'll do one more. <laughs> I've only got five more lines of notes.
0: Yeah, there isn't a lot more to
1: discuss. Right. Well, if you were wondering, Mandy wins 56% to 44%. Phew. I, I wonder what... It, it, somewhere,
0: presumably, that footage exists of what Big Ron would have done <laughs> yeah. to help the Doctor. It's never seen the light of day, as far as I know.
1: Right. Well... That's...
0: that's Come on. You know, who cares... You know, I who cares about getting Marco Polo back? Yeah. Give us, g- the, give us the footage of
1: Big Ron. The real lost episode. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so the Rani is shouting at the Doctor. She's threatened him. Then I've just put the Doctor simply doesn't care and tries to summon all the other Doctors. Why? Why don't all the Doctors appear on screen at once?
0: Um, I presume it was the case that they they filmed them on different days.
1: Right. Liz Shaw fights the Rani until yep. Unit arrives in Bessie and shoots away the Rhyne's gun and drives off towards the TARDIS.
0: Mm-hmm. It's nice to see Bessie. I did enjoy having a little bit of Bessie in there.
1: Good to see the Brigadier. Yeah. What do you think tarnishes his legacy more, this or turning into a Cyberman and blasting off into space?
0: <laughs> oh, definitely Cyberbrick. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right, he appears, the third Doctor turns into the sixth Doctor, uh, the Mitchell brothers from EastEnders speak to some companion I've never seen before.
0: Romana 2, played by Lallaboard.
1: Okay, Frank Butcher makes an EastEnders joke that is entirely unnecessary. It breaks the fourth wall. There's no reason for it to be there. Like it's just Mike Reed, like going. Oh, I've seen people thrown out the pub. I've never seen them dragged in, as if I'm meant to like go. Stand innovation there for Frank Butcher.
0: Yeah.
1: God's sake. Right. Then all of a sudden everyone's really interested in Greenwich Meridian time. <laughs> <laughs> like the seventh doctor's just like, yeah, Greenwich Meridian time, let's go to Greenwich. <laughs> like, yeah. just yeah, go on then pal. Sure. Right, and then I'm going to I'm going to read my final line word for word. Yeah, go for it. The Seventh Doctor, Ace, and K9 make a machine and use it to deface a war memorial. The end.
0: <laughs>
1: like that's how it ends. They just blow up like a war memorial, and like right. Job done. Home time. <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> uh, there's there's no excuse for this, is there? <laughs> no.
1: Like, there's literally this... Uh, what do you call it? Not an obelisk, but that type of thing. And yeah. they, they just blow up, just strap some fireworks to it.
0: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's it's the Rani's TARDIS. It's, it's a real reason, but... but it, yeah, but um, know that. Imagine watching this
1: out of context.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like <coughs> EastEnders fans are not going to be pleased by this. Doctor Who fans, frankly, are not going to be pleased by this because it's it essentially makes a mockery of the 30 years, at that point, legacy of the show. Um, it's... Uh, who is it for? Who's getting anything out? Of, I mean, I guess the nice thing is we can say it definitely did raise some money for charity.
1: Yeah, um, but even then, when they say how much, it's it's not very much at all. <laughs> when they're like, oh, we've raised like £1,000 off the back of this. I mean, I know yeah. it's better than a kick in the teeth, but...
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, is uh, it,
1: would you rather watch this again or get kicked in the teeth? Kicking the of the, fa- over quicker, the
0: fact it? that I'm even having to hesitate yeah. <laughs> says says a lot. I feel like there, um, but yeah, it's it's been fascinating to revisit it though, uh, given that it was one of my earliest Doctor Who memories. It's it's a miracle that I ever remained at all interested in the show. If this is if this is the kind of crumbs I was having to work with, this the Peter Cushing movies. Um, the 96 movie, which I had to wait another three years for. In some ways, it's a miracle that got made, given that this this shows the kind of esteem Doctor Who was being held in by that point.
1: What we're going to do next year, when we get to the third annual Wheelie Big Quiz, is one of your punishments is you have to watch this every day for two weeks. (laughs) Just 20 minutes out of your day, just watch this.
0: Oh, God. See if
1: there's some sort of nuance that only comes with a seventh viewing.
0: <sighs> Who knows? Maybe if you, I won't remind you about it. But if you still remember it by this time next year, uh, we can. Make I'm it sure our
1: listeners will remember. <laughs>
0: uh, but anyway, I guess that about does it for Dimensions in Time. Is there, uh, is there any more we can possibly say about this? Um. It's um. <sighs> It's an experience. If you've not watched it, it's, it's you've got to tick it off the list. It's worth doing
1: yeah. once. Yeah, if you're having too much fun this Christmas and you feel you really need to be dragged back down a <laughs> peg or two, you know, watch this.
0: Uh, uh, yes, fantastic. On that note, um, I hope you're having a lovely Christmas, listeners, and uh, uh, do join us in due course for whatever else we've got scheduled. Um <laughs> who knows yeah you know like like the doctors themselves we are being displaced through time right now um and uh yeah do keep do keep listening uh and thank you so much for your donations to the Wheelie big quiz this year um it's been amazing we're still we're still right in the thick of it right now we don't know what the final total was but um
1: it's the only part of our podcast that's actually worth anything isn't it Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So It's how we justify the other ten months of the year. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, we'll talk rubbish for ten months, but at least we've done some good.
0: <laughs> it absolves our guilt somewhat.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, all right, uh, thank you ever so much for listening, and until next time, cheerio. Bye now.